The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but will run away because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. As I was preparing my sermon, I received an email from Netflix. Kylie, we just added a docu-series you might like. How to Get Rich. (laughs) The description of the show read, Money holds power over us, but it doesn't have to. Finance expert works with people across the U.S. to help them achieve their richest lives. There it was, right in my inbox. The reality that we all face living in a capitalist society, money holds power over us. Now, I tried to hold back my initial judgment, and I actually watched an episode And I was presently surprised to find that the finance expert was coaching people to be better stewards of the budgets they currently had and encourage them to, dare I say, live abundantly. In today's gospel, Jesus is using the metaphor of a shepherd and and the sheepfold to explain that he is not only the shepherd that cares for us, but is also the gate to which we must go through to receive eternal and abundant life. I was struck by the end when Jesus declares, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Who or what is this thief and what does it mean to have an abundant life. In today's world, we think of abundance as material wealth, always pining after that next purchase or that next big life accomplishment that will finally make us happy. The prosperity gospel is a belief system within Christianity that started here in America. The prosperity gospel emphasizes material wealth and financial success as evidence of God's favor and blessing. 
It teaches that if a person has enough faith, they can achieve God's abundance and receive material blessings such as money, health, success. It also suggests that poverty and hardship are a result of a lack of faith or sin, and that through prayer, positive thinking, and maybe even giving a little extra tithing, you too can overcome those obstacles and achieve financial success. This is a falsehood, and if you have ever been taught or made to believe that your health or financial hardships are a result of a lack of faith, I am truly sorry. If we want to know what the abundant life God has in mind for us is like, we need not look further than Psalm 23. Like Jesus in John's Gospel, this poem is using the metaphor of a shepherd and his sheep. Psalm 23 expresses the idea that God cares for us and protects his people, providing them with everything that they need. It speaks of the comfort and security that comes solely from being in God's presence. Even in the midst of difficulty and danger, when we are in the valley of the shadow of death, we are promised that God will be with us. I do not believe that God calls us to suffer, but we are not promised a life without pain and hardship. Because we have sin in this world, there is pain. But Christ came to conquer death so that we could be free from the burdens of our sin and grant us peace and joy so that we may have that abundant life. And that thief that comes only to kill and steal and destroy, that's sin. Sin happens when we focus on our own material gain at the expense of our neighbors. When we covet others' possessions, sin steals our joy. I hope that you will never let anything or anyone steal your joy. Happiness, happiness is fleeting. It, it comes and goes with the various trials that we face in life. But joy... Joy is eternal. Joy is what we cling to in the lowest valley, even in the shadow of death itself, because we know our resurrected Lord is with us. Joy comes with that peace that surpasses all understanding. Joy is the gift of this Easter season, the promise of our resurrected Lord. The risen Christ opens a way to the abundant life. He anoints our head with oil, and he guides us by the still waters of our baptism. Each Sunday, he spreads a feast before us, and we are sent forth to be signs of the resurrection for, of peace and joy to all of creation. Psalm 23 also has deeply personal meaning for me. It's a psalm that's often read at funerals or in times of mourning, as it provides comfort and joy to those that are grieving. When I was eight years old, my dad died. 
and I decided that I wanted to speak at his funeral and so I shared with those in attendance how much he meant to me and I ended with a reading of the 23rd Psalm. For me, it's a passage that holds deep spiritual significance because it just happens to come up at different times of transition in my life. It was read at the very first chapel service I attended when I went to seminary, and it instantly made me feel like I was right where I was supposed to be. And here today on Good Shepherd Sunday, I get to preach on the 23rd Psalm during another point of transition for next weekend will be my last weekend with you all. It's truly bittersweet, but again today I get another reminder of God leading me along right pathways. I am right where I am supposed to be, and God is so good. So as I finish up my time with you, Holy Trinity, I want to take some time to thank you for the various things that I've learned while I was here. Thank you for showing me what true welcome looks like. You welcome new seminary students each year just as you strive to welcome your neighbors and newcomers. I see you continuing to broaden that welcome as you open your minds and your hearts to those that are different than you, but are no less made in the image of God. Thank you for sharing with me your love of liturgy, ritual, music, singing, and your love of building up young leaders. It's been a joy to see them participate in the worship and liturgy. Thank you for sharing with me that silence can be just as powerful as words. I've really enjoyed the time with the meditation bell and letting the Spirit speak to us in those silences. But most importantly, thank you for giving me a safe place where I could grow my confidence as a ministerial leader. I've truly valued my time with this congregation. Holy Trinity, as you continue to grow and reimagine what the future holds for you and God's mission here in this community and space, know that the Good Shepherd will be guiding you there and leading you toward abundant life. Amen.